0: a hot time in the city. Big Boy knew I was on his tail, but the bank robbery would have to wait. Smiley Pete was found in an alley with a most peculiar injury, but the bloody pants wasn't the fatal blow. It was the throat full of gefilte fish. I knew things weren't kosher in the Yiddish quarter. I had to rough up a local hud they called the Golem before he gave me an address. It was the deli at 4 and C. I was expecting a hot reception, but not having to dodge a six-pointed throwing star that nicked my throat. It was clear there was going to be big trouble in Little Judah.
1: Vigates, Mr. Tracy. I was expecting
0: ye. I never expected to see a rabbi with a trench coat full of scalpels. You must be one of big boys goons.
1: Yavol, that's true. I heard of his troubles with you.
0: He tried to nail me with an uppercut, but I was no klutz. I dodged. You're in over your Yamaka. you oughta schlep on home to your bubby. But he continued his spiel.
1: It's too late, you putts. Big boys all verklempt, and I'm no schmuck. It's your turkis or mine.
0: He threw some matzo balls at me, but it was a feint. What I didn't see was the five day old bagel behind it. It hit me like a rock. I crumbled like dry halva. You got the drop on me, Mocker.
1: What's your name? Phew <laughs> You dicks are all the same. Your chutzpah is matched only by your ugliness. And when you need a dick cut down to size, you're called Demoyle.
0: He stood over me, scalpel in hand. I knew he was going to take more than just a little off the top. I looked and saw the throwing star that barely missed my jugular. I threw it, disarming him. I lunged forward and I gave him the words. He was toast.
1: Okay, you got me, you putz. I did it.
0: You had a good run, Moyle. But you met a dick that finally fought back. needs food badly. Let's go! And you're back in the kitchen with game connoisseur Mike King.
2: And sous-chef Ivan Caproth-Jocelyn.
0: Yeah, Brandon is out on assignment. Meaning that he's working and just too damn busy to play games and talk about them with us. But he's still alive and he's still a part of the show. Well,
2: we, we think he's alive anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's like a big cloud of smoke and we assume that it's him just... <laughs> That's right. that, that he's okay and that he hasn't spontaneously combusted. Someone had
2: to produce it. We, we're reasonably sure he's <laughs> alive.
0: Yep. <clears throat> and so, the, um, as you can probably tell by our introduction, the game that we're playing is Dick
2: Tracy. That's right. Your really? grandfather's father's character. The old-time detective.
0: Yep, this game was released in August of 1990, which is uh, about six years into the Nintendo's life cycle, and about two years before it was completely gone. Well, the last game was Wario Woods for 94, so... But
2: still, halfway through, uh, a decent way into the life cycle.
0: Yep, and uh, I have to say, this game, I'm glad I played it even though I found it to be frustrating. But yeah. let's just talk, uh, yeah, for, like you said, it's our grandfather's father's favorite hero. That's right. So, yeah. uh, Ivan, how about you tell us a little bit about who is the original Dick Tracy, which really sounds like, uh, like an instructional book for pornography artists. That's
2: right. Or a pseudonym for a guy who likes to go out in the snow and, uh, Write his own name. <laughs> yeah. So this game came out as you said in 1990. It was uh, developed by Real Time Associates, published by Bandai. It was a marketing tie-in, along with other releases on, on many other platforms, Sega Master System, and so on. It was a marketing tie-in to the movie, starring Warren Beatty, that came out in that year. But the game itself. The NES game was loosely based off of, not the movie, but the comic strip, which started way back in 1931. So it started Dick Tracy, much as you see in the game, a detective originally called Plainclothes Tracy.
0: (laughs) Wow. Suddenly Dick doesn't sound so bad. Yeah, right.
2: Basically going around like a Batman before Batman, You, you know officially licensed, sort of connected with the police, but sort of independent. Going around collecting clues, beating up bad guys. And I don't actually know when the comic strip ended, but for some reason they chose to go back to that rather than tie in with what the movie was doing.
0: Uh, Well, <clears throat> the answer to that is that it's still running, according to Wikipedia.
2: Wow. That's news to me. I had no idea. <laughs> I actually don't. I, I'm very happy that they made the decision to go off the strip, though. I, going off of the movie certainly has been done so many times, and especially on the NES, done so many times poorly. Going off of the comic strip, which is going to be a great deal more rich in source material, gave them a lot of freedom. You know, more bad guys to choose from. You know, a bigger world to create.
0: Yeah, there was. Uh, it's definitely. Yeah, I'm looking it up on Wikipedia. It's still going along. It says that uh, uh, the uh, Tribune Media Service announced that Locker was retiring from the strip and handing the reins to Joe Staton and Mike Curtis, guys that worked together on Scooby-Doo, Richie Rich, and Casper the Friendly Ghost. And they uh, their first strip was in 2011 and they've reintroduced characters from the 40s to the 60s including a second Mr. Crime a reformed mole while introducing more deformed and grotesque villains such as Abner Cadaver Panda and the Jumbler Mm -hmm. which sounds like he just gives out clues in uh, anagrams (laughs) right then it says they've also brought back all the gadgets and plot elements of the 60s space era Although the reintroduced Moon Maid is not the same as the original, she is a human genetically modified to resemble the original Moon Maid and is christened Mr. Chimera, which is, wow, and placed under Diet Smith's care. There's a guy called Diet Smith. They've also done crossovers with cameos from Popeye and Brenda Starr, reporter, and a long sequence involving Little Orphan Annie. So apparently, this sounds great. Yeah, right. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's escaped our notice. Maybe it's because we don't. Maybe it's because nobody reads the newspapers anymore. Yeah,
2: that might be one reason. And the fact that the character is so far out of time, I, I am. I can't believe that this is still going on. I mean, who who knows Dick Tracy anymore? <laughs> I mean, other than NES aficionados. I mean, all right, Fair enough. Oh man.
0: And it says the first serial, everybody can know about it, because the first serial is in public domain.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> it would be at this point, wouldn't it?
0: Oh, man. Yeah, so Dick Tracy had several uh, appearances, like a thirty-seven serial with 15 episodes with Ralph Byrd. And then Dick Tracy, again, starring Ralph Byrd, and then Dick Tracy returns, Ralph Byrd. And then uh, Dick Tracy, 1945 film with Morgan Conway, and then it went back to Ralph Byrd, and... Then there was the Dick Tracy show, which uh, had various voices, including Everett Sloan and Mel Blanc. Oh. So, man, this thing it has a vibrant past. And uh, apparently, if you still read a newspaper, you have a chance to uh, still read this. Mm. But now that we've established the... Uh... Oh, wait, what did you think of the movie?
2: I haven't seen the movie in forever. I, I liked it okay. I was I think 11 or 12 when it came out so I I didn't really I did really have a, a great appreciation of what was going on you know in a 10 year old kid going to see some detective movie but I remember remember the big plot twist I, uh, I suppose I can spoil it at this point the true identity of uh, blank the blank. Uh, being Breathless Mahoney, and being touched by the little orphan wanting to be Dick Tracy Jr. (laughs) Yeah. It was was an alright detective story. Didn't really stand out And Madonna. Yeah, Madonna being in it. She was still big in movies at the time.
0: And apparently Glenn Headley was, uh... was the, uh... Was his girlfriend, despite the fact that you had Madonna as Breathless Mahoney. I guess she wasn't in the. Uh, she didn't. She just didn't register to uh, old Dick.
2: <laughs> yeah, she never does. Much like in the game.
0: strikes me. Every time we get in it, every time uh, Tracy has a little uh dialogue with Caprice, Mahoney's there basically saying like you can frisk me anytime.
2: Right, right, or some variation. Absolutely. Very heavy-handed. Yeah, got nothing on me, Tracy. Yeah. So, why don't you get nothing on me?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean like you might as well just say hey, how about we see why they call you Dick? Yeah. You
2: look... <laughs> That's right. That, yeah, that, that was the first draft, and then they ran it by Nintendo.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, can you make it a little more
2: subtle? You're like, come on, we're already running the main character with the name of Dick. Can we dial it back a bit? <laughs> but, yeah, you got the intro of the game starts out with that little cutscene, and I loosely call it a cutscene. It's just the three... Uh, characters Tracy Big Boy Caprice in the middle and then Breathless Mahoney on the right and Tracy's basically saying I'm coming for you and he will he and Big Boy go back and forth in between the cases with Breathless Mahoney interjecting randomly those come on lines which is essentially her only role in the game she comes in at one point as a suspect but doesn't really Factor in. So yeah, you
0: think you, I thought that this game offered like variety in the suspects, considering how you right. have like a massive book. Like it would be like Carmen Sandiego, where it like alternates based on evidence, but apparently it's always the same guys.
2: Yeah, if you play it uh, more than once, you'll find out that it's always the same guys. It always the first case always ends with numbers. The character numbers being the culprit. You know, the game always ends with Big Boy Caprice being the final culprit. But they'll give you, with each case, and there are five of them, they'll give you six suspects in the mugshots that you can look at at the police station. Police station, kind of your home base. You're always able to go back there, look at the clues that you've collected, look at the mugshots, look at where the suspects were last seen, which is of course where they always are. You know, they don't move. <laughs> so it, yeah,
0: these people are terrible at evading the police.
2: <laughs> <But>. <laughs> That's right. So Tracy gets an initial clue with each case. It'll either be you know, the owner says that Lips Manless started this fire. You know, so you go to the Lip, Lips Manless fire or file, find out that he's at Ninth and D and then you hop into your police car and you drive around the city so you got that's the first mode of the game you're driving around in a car around a relatively convoluted city map Yeah, this pick.
0: immediately reminded me of Roger
2: Rabbit. Sure. Or uh reminded me a little bit of a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the third level where you're driving around the van.
0: Yeah, Mitch. this this game I I couldn't stand it. <laughs> it uh which is sad because I thought it had some great it made some great attempts. It was basically *L.A. Noire*. Yeah. For the Nintendo. Yeah you, gather, yeah. you gather evidence. You interrogate. You make an accusation. And uh, you arrest. Yep.
2: Yeah. You're playing a detective, which isn't t- isn't done very often, and certainly not on the Nintendo. In terms of the concept, it, it it was part of what made the game stand out for me this was one that I had played I suggested to you for the podcast and, and I always kind of like going around, you know, catching the bad guys, gathering the, the, the evidence but as you said, the game was not without its flaws what were some of the flaws that you found particularly frustrating?
0: Uh, well Dick and his car apparently s- s- share the same life meter so if yep. your car gets shot up you think you'd get out of it thinking like, oh, okay, well, I got to abandon the car and get into a building. No. Like, you get out of the car, you're on death's door.
2: That's right. And you've you've only got, I think it's uh, four stars, and they divide in two every time you hit. So you effectively can get hit eight times plus one will put you out of action, so nine times. Well, and that's it's... for the entire case.
0: <laughs> yeah, getting healed is, uh, is not that... Not that easy to do.
2: No. In fact, there's only two ways to do it. You can, If you're at a single half point of health, you can go back to the police station and they will heal you another half point. Weren't they generous? The other way is to use a first aid kit. And you'll see, uh, we mentioned already the driving around section of the game. When you go into the buildings, you go into a side-scrolling mode where you're punching or shooting, you know, just hopping around on various platforms. And in the, the side-scrolling mode, you can occasionally find an icon that looks like a heart. And that's a first aid kit. You can carry two of them at one time. So in-game, you're able to use those first aid kits to restore all of your health, which yeah. extends the, the game pretty well. I mean, you still need to be pretty good in the in your reaction, and, yeah, you know, it's going to take some practice to get through the game anyway, but those hearts are fairly often seen in the game, at least once per case, I would say. Yeah,
0: the driving is a little hard to figure out, too.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're always driving on the right-hand side of the road. Um, but... More, more difficult, really, is the fact that you've got these little snipers all over the place that you've got to uh, watch out for. They will shoot either straight ahead or diagonal, and you'll have to get out of your car and shoot at them with your Dick Tracy sprite in order to get rid of them. Now, if you're standing behind your car, they actually can't get through it, but you still got to be careful If you just try to drive past them, sometimes you'll make it okay and sometimes they'll hit you. And as you said, they share a life meter with Dick himself. But more frustrating is this goddamn taxi cab that you'll be following along behind it. You know, maybe you're heading back to the police station. And you get down to the police station, you expect that the game is going to have the car coming out of the... Of the dead end that the police station is at and just have it go by you. No, no, no. You, if you're following closely enough behind it, get run over by the taxi and lose health. Uh, I mean, what what game creates a, a feature that you're not, you're hurt not even by a bad guy, you know? Well, I mean,
0: it's, it's New York, right? Those, those fucking gabs.
2: Oh, God. I can't tell you how many times, especially as a kid when I was first learning to play this game, I'd be following along, thinking I was safe. That thing would turn around. And you go faster than it, too. So it is possible, if you're following along behind it, for you to ran... ran, ran I can't talk. For you to run into the back of it. And again, lose health. <laughs> so that... I enjoyed the driving around section, but between the snipers and the taxi, yeah, you, know, you had to be a little more careful than I really wanted to be.
0: Oh, and like the the worst, one of the worst parts of the driving is because you have to get evidence, right? And you have to find out where it leads to certain clubs, but you can't see these hints while driving. Meaning you have to, like, go back to your office to review the evidence and you can never review what interrogated criminals told you.
2: Right. You, you're going to be able to review um, what they call clues. <laughs> It'll literally say clue you know, in the level where you're supposed to find these things. And you're able to review those at the police station. You got a notebook, you got an old fashioned yellow line notebook. You know, appropriate for nineteen thirty. You're able to review those, but as you say, you're not able to review uh, people that you interrogate, which also are giving you clues that are important. You know, my boss, you know, numbers told me to go do that, or you know, I unloaded that crate over at the Ninth and D pier. You know, you don't have that, no, so you've got to remember.
0: Uh, you, you think it would just be simple, like, have just, like, a number at the bottom you can access to flip the page? Right, So right. you can have, like, clues and uh, interrogations.
2: Right. But you but don't I... get those. <laughs> and that that is a, a definite mark against the game. You need those. You know, especially back in the day, you didn't have the Internet to go online and say, Oh, yeah, I got to go over to the library on 8th and J. You know. You have to go back through the level and do it again. And God help you, if you forget the clue that's left by the guy that you interrogate once per case, you get into a car chase. You'll come out of a building and it'll immediately dump you into a car chase where you're (laughs) chasing down one of the bad guys who ambushed you.
0: And now you can shoot out of your car.
2: Well, yeah. Shooting out of the car is a... a feature that you that you always have. You but just you can't just, take out. You can't take out those sniper guns.
0: Which or, really would have which really would have made some sense.
2: Right. So the only time you're actually using that gun that they always give you is during these brief car chases, and they shoot you too, which sucks because there's no way to avoid it. You got to be following along, laying a whole bunch of gunfire into this car to get it to spin out and stop. In the process, you're probably going to lose a quarter or more of your health. Yeah, you, and you just can't avoid it.
0: In the, uh, the side-scrolling levels... I had, oh boy, did I have fun with these.
2: <laughs> right, so you get out of the car, you go <clears> into <throat> the, side, the buildings, you know, library, bank, clubs, or what have you. And yeah,
0: and the jumping can, system, like, yeah. try jumping on those tiny little platforms when they're smaller than you.
2: Yeah, yeah, he, he's not exactly the most nimble of detectives either. It's a pretty herky-jerky mechanic trying to get him to jump at the right time, land on the small space.
0: It's all them steak and potatoes.
2: Yeah. Now I will say, most of the time, there isn't a significant penalty. You know, if you jump, if you're on a water level, for example, and you get into the water, you don't lose a life. You you, They're basically, you only have one life and they just dump you back out onto the street if you fall in the water, and you get you know, the, your punishment is that you have to try the level over again.
0: Yeah, so. I sent you some of my uh, some of my gameplay experience, and uh, like the sprites here are well, the police chief who gives you information is a terrifying motherfucker. <laughs> I know. He's a demon.
2: <laughs> he really is. Good news, bad news, doesn't matter. His expression never changes.
0: <laughs> oh, he's just got these wide, piercing blue eyes and, like, a furrowed brow. Like, he's just ready to inhale your soul. <laughs>
2: That's right. Yeah. Yeah, He he's uh, kind of your contact, you know, in the world of the game. You bring in a... Guy and you get a clue out of him. He'll give you a, attaboy a boy, go get him. If you bring in somebody that had nothing to do with the case, you know he'll give he'll reprimand you. <laughs> yeah, just there for the contrivance of a plot. He doesn't have any real function
0: uh, aside from scaring the fuck out of you. That's right. <laughs> Even when he's congratulating you, he looks like he's just about to devastate you. Yeah. His eye is replaced by a blue orb and shadow.
2: I will say, though, at least the, char- the, char- the character had some features. If you're looking in the side-scrolling levels, except for Breathless Mahoney's sprite, Breathless Mahoney, the, one of the suspects, <laughs> every single character is a palette swap of Tracy. You're
0: <laughs> It was a whole city full of evil twins. It was doppelganger. Te- it was doppelganger, It was doppelganger central. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, this is like the only time that these characters look different is when you finally get them in the interrogation room, and you've right. got the br- you've got uh, tiny face, which is basically a testicle with a hat.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will give them credit that. The sprite work—we're not sprite, I, artwork. I don't know the the animation for the interrogation scenes with the gal, the Rogues Gallery was pretty good.
0: Oh, but uh, again, like if you look up at the footage I sent you, basically you're, you're in one neighborhood, <laughs> basically like the Tetris Quarter. Yeah, like it's just a room full of blur, brightly covered blocks and squares. It's like, it, it doesn't make any sense.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, some of, the, some of the side-scrolling levels, yeah, were a and, little uh, bit suspect, but...
0: Uh, and the weapons you use, because it's not just a gun that Tracy has, you also have something called tear gas, except if you look at the video I sent you, when you throw it, there's no smoke, like nobody falls over coughing, there's an explosion... And people just drop to the ground and disappear. So,
2: right. Like, like well, people ga- and animals.
0: <laughs> yeah, tear gas is just you know police slang for a fucking hand grenade, right?
2: Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, that, it's it's your screen clearer. So yeah, let, let's talk a little bit about the about the weapons in the side scroller. So you've got your base weapon, your punch, and then you've got a handgun with I think forty rounds in it. Before you have to go back to the police station and reload,
0: because <laughs> you don't keep clips in the car, you know right. where, you, where you are.
2: Yeah, you're. On the other hand, you got a forty-round gun. You know, <laughs> doesn't really match up in reality there either. But you've got also in game in the side-scrolling levels a Tommy gun, which you can find, which will, on the plus side, add more ammo. And on the mon- minus side, it will shoot it out at a faster rate. And to kill the guys that you're allowed to kill with the gun, you know, the bad guys with guns, it only takes one shot. So Doesn't you really fire make... six bullets That's to right. do
0: the job of one.
2: Right. Yeah, you know, so you're adding ammo, which is the only real benefit. Otherwise, you know, he's just as dead with one shot as, or with six as he would be with one. So they didn't really think that one through. But you've also got uh, another uh, in-level And the the best part is when
0: you pick it up, you don't even, like, hold the Tommy gun, do you?
2: No, you're right. It's the exact same shoot, you know, the exact same uh, animation when you shoot the Tommy gun versus the handgun. You know, you, you have a little Tommy gun icon that you punch in order to pick it up, but after that the only difference is that you're shooting out, you know, four or five bullets instead of one.
0: <laughs> your your handgun has the the spirit of a Tommy gun.
2: <laughs> That's right. Uh. now I will say the other in-level upgrade that you can pick up relating to your punch, the super punch has a lot more utility.
0: <laughs> this is where this is where again it goes back to Roger Rabbit.
2: Yeah. So you pick up You punch this boxer's glove icon, and you get 10 super punches. Now you have to be careful because you can super punch the air and run out of super punches. (laughs) Yeah, it is a limited resource in every sense of the word.
0: You can't even swing at the air, it's like, oh shit, I nearly broke my arm on that. I've only got got eight punches left.
2: Exactly, yeah. So so you got to be careful. But when you do connect with a bad guy, instead of him kind of falling over and disappearing, he will crouch down, flip back and forth, you know, left, right, back again. He'll spin. And and spin uh, going forward down the screen. He'll even go downstairs. As long as you keep him on your screen in eyesight, he will take out any bad guy that he comes in contact with.
0: He's a Koopa shell.
2: Exactly, which is very useful.
0: It's like, that, that's how you clear a screen of enemies.
2: Yeah. Certainly the, the more fun way, anyway. So you got those two uh, attack mechanics, the punch and the gun. And they will take off health if you shoot an unarmed bad guy. So you got to be careful. You're constantly cycling between your gun and your fist. Being careful, of course, not to... Engage your first aid kit, you know, if, as you're toggling through. You can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I learned to my dismay.
0: Uh, so, but, yeah, the, uh, game's got, the game's got pluses.
2: Yeah, like, I mean, it's a flawed game. But I, I have to say that there's a reason I suggested it. It, it was one of my favorites as a kid. It's you know, good. The,
0: Oh, the so, snipers, the uh, they don't respond, so it's like one of the few Nintendo games where <laughs> object permanence exists.
2: Yeah, yeah, which, which is nice. I mean, if you're going through in the beginning, you're thinking, "Oh God, these fucking things are on every corner." Yeah, you know, somebody the killing them. are going to show up again. Yeah, some of them have three or four on every corner. It just all over the place, but from case to case, they don't come back. So if you want. You can just go around town slowly, you know, take out all of these snipers, and then for the rest of the game, the only thing you got to worry about is that goddamn taxi. <laughs> The game in general, I mean, it 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 really stood out to me. I loved the theme. I love the rogues gallery. You know, they had, how many villains? They probably a dozen or more. You know, very, you know, I hesitate to say very interesting. I mean, grading on a curve, you know, for the video game. Some interesting, certainly animations.
0: <laughs> Everybody here has... Uh what what would it be like palsy or like facial Tourette's?
2: yes that was how they uh made the characters seem quote unquote alive <laughs> yeah they had to they they weren't going to have them do anything but sit there you know they wasn't going to be a back and forth you know no ninja gaiden style cutscenes even so they had to make them seem other something other than just a painting on a wall <laughs> You know, so the lips would twitch, the eyebrow would go up and down, just the eyebrow. You know.
0: Yeah, I think no. that, like some of them would like shift their nose a bit. <laughs> sure, but they just keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all these sprites are on a loop. Like it's not like oh they do it once just to like you know that you, oh this isn't a painting, but no this is.
2: That's right. But uh. but the rogues gallery kept it interesting. It had some flavor to the game and yeah. it, it, as frustrating as some of the side scrolling levels could be there was enough variety that it didn't get too boring it wasn't too monotonous and as as i said before just the idea of playing a detective you know, you're you're used to playing you know a ninja you know or some commando or you know puzzle games you know dropping tetris blocks down or something but
0: and now we know where they end up when they disappear. They end up on the pier. That's
2: right. But you didn't get to roleplay a detective very often. So this game is worth it, if for nothing else, for that.
0: Yeah, And, uh, well, speaking of puzzles, the Game Boy version, which we're not going to do, has uh, at the end of each level, Dick Tracy would fight one of the, uh, the villains, including Shoulders, Flat Top, and Prune Face, And then the player would need to solve a 12-piece puzzle using pieces found throughout the level to reveal a photo of the next boss to be pursued. Oh, yeah. And if you could do it within the allotted period of time, you get a bonus life.
2: Oh, there you go. Jeez, I can't imagine that. Uh, Oh, that is... I will say, this game, though, I did appreciate not having a time limit. You know, so many NES games... You know, needlessly had time limits per level you didn't have time limits you didn't have extra lives so to speak I mean I, I would have liked a little bit more health but you know you didn't right. have that limiting factor you were just free as long as you could you were good enough to avoid damage you were free to go around you know for the entire case and as an added bonus at the end of the case they would give you a screen showing the the culprit behind bars, and a code, you know, a password that you could enter in if you wanted to next time you started up the game. You didn't have to finish this game all in one go, you know, which was not something that you could take for granted back in the NES days.
0: Yeah, so it definitely, and then the music.
2: Yeah, music was there. weren't weren't too many tracks, but what there was was fun. I, the Cruising around music in the car, you, you just really had a feeling that you were in the film noir. You know the detective story. Yeah, just really catchy. Yeah, you know, the in game, the side scrolling level as well, a little bit more active. It. I enjoyed the music. Enjoyed the game in general, flaws and all.
0: Yeah, definitely had a uh, a good. It had good points to it, despite the fact that Dick Tracy looks like Curious George's owner. It <laughs> <He> really does. <laughs> <laughs> Which well, yeah. made a great tie-in, where Caprice mm-hmm. kidnaps his monkey to keep him off to keep him off the case.
2: Yeah, that's right. You never knew exactly what the man in the yellow hat did. Well, now you know.
0: Now you know what now you know what he was doing when Curious George was off like getting in a hot air balloon or or getting or getting lost on the subway. <laughs> the um, man in the yellow hat was taking care of business, keeping the streets above clean from filth. Oh God. Super punching assholes all across the room like a Koopa shell.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I would recommend anyone that enjoys these old NES games to to give it a shot. It's it stands up, you know, if you can accept its flaws. It's a fun yeah. game.
0: And if the gameplay is a little too challenging, like it was for me
2: at some points,
0: uh, watch a gameplay video. You get to enjoy all the elements without the frustration.
2: Yeah, the the ending levels. I mean, I will say they, they got a little bit. They got a little bit frustrating. You you, you had in the early part of the game. I mean, the, game, the basic side-scrolling levels, you know, the format doesn't change, but what you will have are gunmen that will shoot a lot faster. You know, it, in the early levels, there's a set pattern, and you can duck. You can even duck and move forward a little bit. So if you wanted to, you could do this little dance up to the guy and punch him in the balls. You know, <laughs> which was a, a way to avoid using ammo, and fun. But later in the game, they're firing too fast for that. They'll also be firing from behind, you know, sofas or what have you that you can't shoot through, but they can. And then there will be things that will randomly fall from windows in some of the later levels.
0: Yeah, so, like, what, like what, what is up with people losing flower pots on their trellises?
2: <laughs> yeah, or how many wall safes can they check out the series of windows at you
0: yeah what are you doing throwing out your wall safe it's just like this wall i got the new wall safe i can throw out this whole thing yeah right kijiji won't the internet won't uh, exist for another uh 40 80 years so i don't have to uh post it online i'll just throw it out and whoever's cruising the alleys and the curbs will uh will pick it up if they need it
2: right either that or you got a Big boy employing a whole mess load of people whose sole job is to stand by the window in case Tracy comes by and they're holding the safe. (laughs) Yeah, you you got a dollar a day. You sit by this window and you wait for that dick to come by. Then you try (laughs) to blow it away. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't let this podcast go without making at least one dick joke. Yeah, as if we didn't do enough of it in the open.
0: I don't know. I, I'd like to see more adventures of, of Dick and the Moyle.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I'm surprised that they didn't throw that in. I mean, like this came out in the '30s, so you'd think that anti-Semitism would be popular.
2: Oh God, you had to go there. <laughs> yeah Uh, i'm sorry to say in some cases it probably was but
0: uh i i'd like to see another dick tracy movie i who would you like to see as a modern day dick tracy and don't say jason momoa (laughs) he He wouldn't need a gun he would just like crush everything with his hand with his big arms
2: I would love to see the rock tackle that. I mean, he's he's got the right build for it and he's certainly popular enough these days.
0: Yeah, he could do that. He, he I could see him with that personality. Just giving just just giving them the people's eyebrow whenever they do something <laughs> whenever they yeah. do something on towards.
2: Oh well, there you go. He he could play a a contra, he could play maybe Big Boy Caprice and he'll come in. He'll be doing the scene and he doesn't move. He just does the people's eyebrow over and over and over (laughs) again. (laughs) Oh, man. So, anyway, I think that pretty well wraps up our coverage of the game. You got any substitutions, Mike? If you didn't want to play this game, what might you go play instead?
0: Shit. Um... Well, how many games did have offer, like, besides Ninja Turtles, what other places, what other games had the above city driving? Aside from that and Roger Rabbit, did we just name the only two other things on the NES that did that?
2: Well, you had, you had some other games that sort of did the same thing, like Blaster Master. You know, it's certainly a lot more function in the driving feature of that game, but... I think the Turtles really has to be the gold standard for a substitution. You're driving around from building to building, and inside those buildings, you got the side-scrolling levels. Uh, the other <laughs> game that you could play that uh, doesn't have the driving so much, but you know the similar go after the rogues gallery of bad guys is of course the Batman game.
0: Yeah, so it all depends on uh, how do you like your detectives. Do you want your tech- do you want your detectives to be like Eddie Valiant, or do you want them to be a bunch of kick ass mutants, or do you want them to be a uh, a traumatized billionaire orphan?
2: Yeah. So anyway, I I would go with the uh, turtles, but you got a few a few items, or a few games rather to substitute in. How about a food comparison?
0: Hmm. I don't know. Looking at Tracy, all I can think of is a banana. <laughs>
2: That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I, I, for myself, I'm going to go off the board. Uh, not a food item, but uh, a cocktail that I had a couple of months ago. Hardly new. Uh, it's a uh, called the Sidecar. <laughs> And it was uh, first made somewhere around the end of the First World War. You know, so roughly the same time period as this game. But just like this game, uh, it it holds up. It's a very enjoyable cocktail, and I would recommend it to anyone who wanted to drink. Same as I'd recommend this game. So would you come back for seconds for the game?
0: Mm, No, but I am glad I played it.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I would come back for seconds. It might be a little bit of nostalgia talking, but I I really enjoyed it. Kind of like going to a restaurant you know is going to serve you kind of a tough steak, but it's got great flavor.
0: It's something you don't mind chewing for about three, three to four minutes
2: per that's bite. That's right. <laughs> that's right.
0: It's kind of, it's kind of like gum with sinew. Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess that uh, that about wraps it up for uh, this episode. I had a blast. Good.
2: I did too. I'm glad we played it.
0: Okay. So thanks for thanks for listening and. Uh, Hopefully we'll have Brandon back next time. But until then, the kitchen is closed.